0: You are tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
1: And welcome to JM Sunday, hosted by yours truly, Mata Weingast, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. How are you doing, everyone? Hope you had a great Shabbos and a great week. It's good to be back here with you. Today is Sunday, October 6th, 2013, and uh, it is uh, the second day in the month of Cheshvan, or Mar Cheshvan, 5774 is the year, Pesachim staff 108 coming up on the uh, towards the end of Gemara Pesachim in just a uh, just a couple of weeks. Season 2 of the Nahum Siegel network is upon us with great programming. Your favorite shows are back. Some in new time slots, uh, some are exactly where they were and there are brand new programs also. Plus, you get the uh, great music mixes that are uh, throughout the week. And of course, the flagship program of the network JM and the AM with Nachum Siegel every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time. The, uh, you can get all the information about the network, actually, uh, including the new schedule, which is online, and the many ways to listen by going to nachumsegel.com. And I'm very pleased that we will be continuing with JM Sunday right here from 7 to 9 a.m., live each and every week. So this is the place to be on Sunday mornings. There'll be a, a music mix. That's a, a little bit new for this year. A music mix following JM Sunday all day long. Special focus on uh, children's music. And that will take us up to a uh, an encore presentation of JM Sunday at midnight. So... uh You can just follow us all day, all night, and uh, after the Encore presentation, there'll be more music right up to Nachum at 6 a.m. on Monday morning with JM and the AM. It is an absolutely great, great program that uh, Nachum has worked out. Miriam Wallach, General Manager of the Nachum Siegel Network, has spent a lot of time working on the uh, schedule, getting new programming in, keeping the, the favorite programs that uh, that you've enjoyed. And uh, Mark Zomik has done a tremendous job of setting up the music mix and uh, maintaining that music library that we love so much. There's a, uh, a music mix pretty much every single day. Thursday, though, is the big day of, uh, of various programs. Uh, so there is, uh, there's a, a smaller, a shorter music mix towards the end of the day of Erev Shabbos prep music, as it were. Anyway, go to nachemsiegel.com. That's where you can get the schedule and the ways to listen. 7.30 this morning, morning, Khuzakh, 8 o'clock, news from Israel live with Hanalevi Julian. And then coming up at 8.30, my interview with Joshua Hatton. He is co-founder of the Jewish Whiskey Company. And the Jewish Whiskey Company is hosting an event this coming uh, week. We'll talk about that. Should be very interesting. And looking ahead, jumping ahead to next week, a scoop. I am very, very excited to uh, let you know that I will have an exclusive interview with the one and only cookbook author and cook extraordinaire, Jamie Geller. Her new cookbook, Fast, Fresh Family Recipes, from Joy of Kosher, will be coming out uh, in the next um, week and a half, and we will have her here live on JM Sunday, next Sunday morning. So that's something to look forward to next week. Right now we're going to go to music, and uh, I want to thank everybody for joining me this morning. I'm Matt, the swine guest. This is JM Sunday, right here on the Nahum Siegel Network.
2: I'm not here, sir. Oh, I can't say. Yes, I can't say. i I like it Boy, boy my face Oh, I like it I like it
3: Hi, this is Chaim Hagler, and you're listening to J.M. Sunday, hosted by Matthias Weingast. Don't forget to tune in to my new show called Listen Up. It's on every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. right here on the Nachum Siegel Network.
1: And that is one of the brand new shows for season number two of the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks, Rabbi Hagler, for that uh, bit of a promo. Chaim can be heard on Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. with his uh, Listen Up show. Very interesting. Last week he spoke about he spoke with somebody about the topic of Eirev and I know he'll have another great show this coming week. Uh, We will uh, make sure to tune in and see what it's about, or hear what it's about, actually. We heard from uh, Pardes with Sosa Cis a Simintov medley before that, from Chaim Banet, Tzizah from Yoli Greenfeld, and Gad Elbaz opened up our our show this morning following Modani by Regesh. It's uh, 7.30 in the morning here on JM Sunday. And uh, JM Sunday is uh, brought to you by Adorama, which is located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. The number is 1-800-223-2500. More than a camera store, the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. For all your electronics needs, cameras, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, and much, much more. Adorama Imaging and Beyond since 1975. Official sponsor of the Nahum Siegel Network. 1-800-223-2500. And, uh, a little later on in the show, I'll let you know about my, uh, by my story about Anorama this past week. I bought something there and, uh, I was great. <laughs> it, uh, it saved me a lot of money, that's for sure. Because the pricing was great. I'll tell you about that a little bit later before the news from Israel. Remind me to, uh, to do that. If you want to get in touch with me, Please send me an email at uh, the following. It's very simple. Matis at NachamSiegel.com. M-A-T-T-E-S at com. Like us on Facebook. I love when we have likes on our Facebook page, which is JM Sunday. So uh, go right there, like our page, and... uh, and you can find out all the information that's going to happen. A few seconds from now, morning chizuk, 8 o'clock news from Israel. And then at 8.30, my interview with Joshua Hatton, co-founder of, uh, of a, an organization I did not know existed, but it's okay. It's called the Jewish Whiskey Company, and uh, it's going to have an event this coming week. Very interesting. And we'll talk to uh, Joshua about that in, uh, in just about an hour from now. At uh, at 8:30, so uh, that is something to look forward to for sure. Uh, here on JM Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, it is time for Rabbi David Goldwasser. His words: Olizecha Nishmasar of Zevber of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk.
0: Good morning, Klal Yisrael is reminded: Bitchu b'Hashem, trust in Hashem. Revelio Lopion writes that once B'nai Israel expressed reservations about how they're going to survive, then they no longer merit to be blessed with miraculous sustenance. In that case, Hashem will sustain His nation in quite an ordinary manner, the way the entire world is supported. To be sure, every situation in life requires us to make personal hishtadlus, to attempt to better our circumstances. Nevertheless, the Ishtadlus needs to be based on firm bitachon, trusting in Hashem. It is this faith in the Almighty which will generate the ultimate assistance from above, Siyata Deshmaiah. It's written in the Sefer Shemri Amunim, in the name of the Baal Shem Tov, that when a person is worried about a tzara, some troubles that they're having, the key to the salvation and safety is found in the strengthening of our Bitochen in Hashem. Although the Sahara, the evil inclination, will make every effort to undermine the person's Bitochen, he must not despair or be depressed. Rather, it's his duty to devote powerful energy to intensify his Bitochen. A poor Chosid once came to the home of Ramay Chaim Rottenberg. He was the brother of the Ger Rebbe. He was also very wealthy. In his hand, he had a letter from the Kotzke Rebbe asking Ramosh Chaim to provide the man with all the needs for the chasana, the wedding of his daughter. Ramosh Chaim gave him one ruble and he wished him well. The chasid left. He was frustrated and he returned home. After all, he contended, it cost him more than that one ruble just to travel to Ramosh Chaim. On the way, as Shliach of Ramosh HaChayim met him, and handed over to him all the money that he needed to cover the expenses of the entire Khasana. The poor chosid was dumbfounded. He immediately turned around and traveled back to the home of Ramoshah Chaim. The poor man asked Ramoshah Chaim, What happened? When I first came to you, you only gave me one ruble. And then afterwards you sent your shliach with all the money that I need to cover the entire expense of the wedding. Moshe Chaim answered him, I saw when you came in with your letter, you believed you had the money in your hands. You put all your trust in the letter. You forgot there is a Borei a creator of the world. Therefore, I put you off momentarily in order that you should remember that there is a Borei This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
4: I'm not you to get in to I'm not afraid to lose. i to i I'm not to to I'm not to
3: Not the same As singing with you I've walked alone Yeah, I know it's true And it's not the same As dancing with you Life is so much better With harmony together We could outstone many weather With harmony, harmony together Many colors blend as one Me, you and everyone Our harmony is hard to fight It could shine away the darkest night Soon they'll lay down their guns and knives No more dark clouds in the skies, enemies will walk away Singing softly as they say Life is so much better with
4: harmony together Life is so much better in harmony together
3: I've seen the end And there's nothing new It's all about the unity Of me and you He may be different No matter what you do But in his heart and soul He knows these words are true Life is so much better With harmony together we could outstone many weather with harmony, harmony together. Many colors blend as one, me, you and everyone. Our harmony is hard to fight, it could shine away the darkest night. The skies enemies will walk away, singing softly as they say, life is so much better with harmony together, life is so much better in harmony together.
1: That was uh, Harmony from 8th Day here on J.M. Sunday. I'm just laughing at some of the uh, the uh, posts on Facebook that are being put up there. Uh, <laughs> I do want to thank uh, listener Natan who just liked uh, the J.M. Sunday Facebook page. That's the way to do it. Go to J.M. Sunday and like our page. I appreciate that very, very much. And uh, thank you to him. <laughs> I'm still laughing here. Well, we'll... Uh, We'll discuss that later. Uh, before that, uh, Ashrecha from Ari Bojanju, V'Chain Tzadikim from uh, Dudu Kelish, and uh, Bithu from Baruch Levine following Morning Chizuk. Here on JM Sunday, Matas Wine guest with you. It is uh, 7.58 in the morning. News from Israel coming up just uh, momentarily. It's October 6th, 2013, second day in the month of Cheshvan, 5774. And uh, Dafyomi is uh, holding at... DAF 108, about to finish up another Masechta in the coming weeks. And I mentioned to you uh, earlier that JM Sunday is brought to you, about, is brought to you <laughs> by Adorama. And I told you that I would uh, tell you a little story, what happened to me this week. By the way, Adorama's phone number is 1-800-223-2500. They're the official sponsor, electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. So I needed to get a, uh, a noise-canceling uh, headphone. Uh, and, uh, I wanted to get a, uh, good one. Uh, it's an Audio Technica, is actually the brand. I needed that for something. So, I, I needed it pretty quickly. So, I looked around actually in, in a local store. And, and then I, uh, then I, uh, looked online. And, uh, and I happened to notice, uh, the, the, the pricing. You know, I was just checking it out to see what the pricing, uh, was. And I went to Adorama because that's, of course, the place that I would, I would go to, right? So, I go on Adorama's website, and what do I see? I see the exact same thing, or I kid you not, $60 less than any place else. And I'm like, is this the right thing? Is this the, you know, did I, am I looking at the wrong item? I call them up just to make sure. And, you know, sure enough, it's the uh, it's the same thing. It's exactly what I needed. So I placed the order, uh, placed it online, and um, the next day I got it. So that was an amazing experience, and uh, it's the place I go to whenever I need something uh, that they have, uh, and it just uh, shows again that uh, it's the place to go. So Adorama, as I mentioned, is uh, at 1-800-223-2500, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York, and they have everything, everything electronics that you could wish for, they have. Hanukkah's coming up in a number of weeks if you want to get some Hanukkah gifts, the place to go. Adorama Imaging and Beyond, since 1975. Official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. Coming up at 8.30 this morning will be my interview with um, Joshua Hatton, who is the president and co-founder of the Jewish Whiskey Company. It's having an event this week and we'll talk about that. I'm doing my homework because I, I don't want to totally embarrass myself with... Uh, you know, my lack of knowledge on this, like I said, in a way it's, I don't know, it's a good thing, I guess. I'm not really a, uh, a big good drinker, thank God, I guess. Uh, but I, I want to make sure I know what I'm talking about. I have to, uh, I have to do that. So, I do have, uh, information, and, uh, I'll get to that. That'll be at 8.30. Now, looking ahead to next week, Next Sunday we have an exclusive Jamie Geller will be my guest right after the news from Israel next week. she is coming out with a brand new joy of kosher cookbook entitled fast fresh and family fast and fresh family recipes. I think that's the name of it which sure the official name fast fresh family recipes I believe So that'll be coming out uh, in about a week and a half or so and we have her here exclusively on the Nahum Siegel Network. Next Sunday morning here on JM Sunday again that's about 8:15. Remember when you like our Facebook page, you will uh, be able to get all that information and find out about those things that are coming up. So don't forget that. Now uh, later on today, following this show, you know we're on our second season of uh, the Nachum Siegel Network with fantastic programming. Uh, everything that you liked from last season is back. There's some changes in the schedule regarding the um, the time slots. Uh, but the shows are back. They're brand new shows. Phenomenal. Some of them started last week. Some of them will be starting next week. Uh, the 9 at 9 is, is phenomenal. Tuesdays that uh, Jesse Zweig uh, has That's um, at 9 p.m. on Tuesday. Uh, great countdown. And of course, the flagship show, Jamie and the A.M., 9 a- 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., Mondays through Fridays. That'll be tomorrow morning. Nachum will be back bright and early to start the week. Now, uh, today on on uh, the stream, following this show, there'll be a Sunday music mix with a special focus on children's music. That's the schedule for this season on Sundays, an entire day of a great music mix, taking us right up to an encore presentation of JM Sunday at midnight tonight. And there are encore presentations of JM and the AM every uh, weekday night, also uh, Monday through Thursday, that is. Now, you'd ask, why do we have these... Um, Repeats at midnight. You know, there are a lot of people that listen to the show who are on night shifts, believe it or not, or traveling at night. So they can always listen. Now, if you want to know how to listen, either over the air for JM and the AM or uh, on the stream, go to NahumSiegel.com. You'll get all the information there on how to listen and the brand new schedule. So now it is time, as we do every Sunday morning, to go to Levy Julian, who's a senior correspondent and an editor for the Israel National News. English division and a news broadcaster in Israel. She joins us every Sunday morning to give us an update of the news from Israel live here on J.M. Sunday. Good morning, Kanda julian
5: Good morning, Mathis. How are you?
1: I'm doing fine, thank you, and good afternoon to you. I always forget we have that time <laughs> difference, you know.
5: <laughs> we do indeed.
1: What's going on in the state of Israel?
5: It has been a, a little bit of a grim weekend for us here in Israel The cabinet today had a uh, a rather unhappy discussion. Uh, Last night here in Israel, there was a terror attack in the community of Sagot, which is north of Jerusalem. A nine-year-old girl, Noam Glick, was shot and seriously wounded uh, in that attack by either one or several terrorists. We're not really sure. There was an infiltration of the community, her scream is what may have saved the rest of the community in actuality. Um, people rushed to the scene, obviously, from around, and her father... She was playing in her yard uh, at the time, and uh, it was Motz Shabbat, uh, just after uh, Shabbos ended, and uh, the her father Israel rushed over, and so did a whole lot of other people. And um, so did medics from again David Dome, and as a result, um, the terrorists fled the scene, and there may have been a getaway car even because the community is actually uh, located right next to the Arab town of El Bire, which is a suburb of Ramallah, which is the capital of the Palestinian Authority in the Benjamin region of Shomron, also known as uh, Samaria. So that was being discussed today. The little girl is in serious condition. She was rushed immediately to Shahrad Hospital in Jerusalem, where she is still listed in serious but stable condition after surgery last night. The um, The Israeli government is treating this attack very seriously, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said at the start of today's government cabinet meeting. He added that the government does not believe that its security and defense measures have led to this attack. He called this the, quote, calmest year in more than a decade of terror attacks. It's not calm now, however, he noted. Uh, quote, we have identified an increase in terror attacks lately, and I must, I must say that as long as the media incitement continues, the Palestinian Authority cannot absolve itself of responsibility in these events. That's a direct quote from the Prime Minister. Netanyahu also warned that nothing will help those who are intent on incitement and murder. We are here, and we are here to stay, he said. He added a special message to the Glick family saying, uh, and I quote, um, I wish, uh, from the government office, I wish a complete and speedy recovery to little Noam and extend my support to her family. We're all praying for peace. And we support all of the residents of Sagot. Uh, as I said again, Sagot is located north of Jerusalem, uh, near the Arab town of El Bire. It's It's a problem because we have seen an increase in terror attacks. We've also seen an increase in the calls from various Arab factions for the start of a third intifada, and we've seen uh, an increase in incidents. Also on Route 443, which is the the old highway between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, there was a spate of rock attacks the other night. Uh, A motorcyclist was hit, and so were a bunch of cars. Magen David Adom got to the scene relatively quickly, but the police were dragging their feet in their response. And, uh, the question is why. We don't know, uh, why it took the police so long to respond. Arut Sheva got calls from several people who were victimized by those attacks. And, uh, and there are questions being asked what that was all about, whether that was a political issue, whether it was just that the police themselves were overwhelmed responding to other issues. Uh, the security situation here is is questionable, and the Palestinian Authority is being blamed. Now, they are themselves beginning to respond because the IDF has begun to go into uh, Area A communities, that is, uh, communities that are... Palestinian uh, authority, Arab communities, and have begun to hunt down terrorists in areas that are uh, traditionally controlled only by the PA because the PA is not doing its own job, and therefore the Israeli army is now going to do the hunting itself. And as a result, last week, um, the Palestinian authority... Uh, security forces finally went into Janine themselves and started cleaning house. I think that the reason for that was because the message to them was clear. If you do not hunt down your own terrorists, the Israelis are going to do it for you. Um, But the unofficial word from Jerusalem and from Jerusalem sources and from government sources, uh, albeit anonymous, is that the peace talks are going nowhere.
1: Why is that not surprising? Uh, yes, yeah, right,
4: exactly.
5: The
1: Prime Minister was in the United States this past week and gave his speech at the United Nations. Uh, how was that speech received in Israel?
5: Uh, the speech was received well in Israel, but um, people here uh, respond with the, the attitude that These are facts that are already well-known in Israel. We know that Iran is building a nuclear weapon of mass destruction. We also know that the world is unlikely to do anything about it, and we are wondering um, how long it's going to take Iran to get to where they want to go. We wonder what's going to happen when the government decides to do something about it, and we're wondering how and when they
1: will, and, that's been and going what on.
5: they will do when, when we get to
1: it. And that's been going on for some time already, uh, well over, what, a year and a half, at least two years or, or more, uh, with the talk of uh, Israel doing something. Now it uh, seems that there's an attempt to go through the political road again with the phone call from the President of the United States to, uh, to Iran and whatnot. Well, uh, we've
5: been holding them off. You know, they've been holding them off with various alternative... Methods, You know, the the diplomatic route has borne some fruit. You know, sanctions have had some effect. And there have been some rather subversive methods that actually have been effective as well. The Stuxnet thing was very effective. There were a few other computer viruses that slowed them down for a while. There have been a few nuclear scientists that, uh, after a while, didn't see the light of day either. There have been a few things that have gone on that have been rather quiet but have been effective. They've, they've managed to slow them down, but, uh, you know, that only works for a while. The, the question is, what can you do that will result in a permanent solution? The other question is, is there a permanent solution? And those are questions that remain to be answered.
1: Right, absolutely. Any, uh, any other, uh, more, more positive news from Israel this week? <laughs>
5: um, yes. You know what the positive news is? Yeah. The kids are back in school.
1: Ah. Now is that is that positive <laughs> Wait, wait. Is that positive for the for the children or for the parents?
5: <laughs> well, I don't know about the kids, but I'll tell you for every single parent in this country, they're all celebrating.
1: <laughs> it's another it's another <laughs> holiday. No, but if it's a holiday, they won't be in school, so it can't be a holiday. Well, that's great. So uh, so everybody is back in school for another uh, productive year of uh, of education. The education that's
5: right. system, no, no slowdown here. Right. The education, no government
1: shutdown here. Right. I was going to say the education <laughs> system continues. Nothing is shut down. Although certainly Israel has used the government shutdowns. It's like, you know, come on,
4: that, that happens
1: every uh, every once in a while. Um, but the, the education system in Israel, of course, is uh, is excellent, and um, that's right. and people will be the children will be learning, and the parents will be very happy. Uh, my thanks to you again, Hannah Levy-Julian, for joining us from uh, Israel Live on Sunday morning as you uh, do every uh, week on J.M. Sunday, and we wish you a good week, and we look forward to hearing from you again next Sunday.
5: All the best, and have a great week, everyone.
1: Thanks so much. This is uh, J.M. Sunday. Matus Weingest with you, 8.13 in the morning. On the uh, sixth the day in the month of October, second day in the month of Cheshvan, Mar Cheshvan, and uh, we're going to be continuing with music coming up at eight thirty. My interview with uh, the founder of the Jewish whiskey company. That's right here. Keep it tuned to JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
6: Who vexes Oder- your shalahim? shoma cham nabeyor in roba be khosh se sel shalan kay sa wasand kavasin ansaossa na casa assim, quei quei gostam de cavalo ansaossa na casa assim, quei quei gostam de cavalo poiita nós que somos de cu passam a riar e mistério de ginasta poiita nós que somos de cu passam a riar e mistério
4: de ginasta
6: so i the coin sinneho, the fossil gallow. I saw a the coin sinejo, a
1: Very busy preparing for my next guest uh, here. I, I've been doing my homework, so uh, I had to arrange everything here. Let's see. What do I have? What did we play? That was just uh, Binyamin Sofer for, uh, with Sim uh, uh, Simchaseni from the Shakar album. Before that, Amiram Devere, uh, Asher Barkin, and Fry uh, Mendelsohn started off in this song segment here on JM Sunday, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, 829 in the morning. Sunday, October 6th. 2013, second day in the month of Khajvan. the uh, the show. And the network is brought to you by Adorama, located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City, 1-800-223-2500 is the number. Adorama is more than a camera store. It has everything you need in uh, electronics, including cameras, of course. Adorama, imaging and beyond since 1975, official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. One 2500 two three twenty five hundred. Don't forget that immediately following this show, we start a great music mix here on season two of Nachum Siegel Network. The uh, music mix features special a special focus on children's music, and there is a great new schedule for this season. You can go to nachumsiegel.com, nachumsiegel.com, and uh, get all the information on how to listen and what the new schedule is. The uh, I remind you, next week, looking forward to next week, uh, looking ahead, we will be having an interview with uh, Jamie Geller, the um, the one and only Jamie Geller. She is coming out with a brand new cookbook entitled Joy of Kosher, Fast, Fresh Family Recipes. So she'll be joining us here on JM Sunday. Right now, it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the air the uh, founder and uh, president of the Jewish Whiskey Company, the one and only Joshua Hatton. Good morning, Joshua, and welcome to JM Sunday.
7: Good morning, Myra. Thank you very much for having me.
1: Oh, you're welcome. I know know it's bright and early. I appreciate you (laughs) joining us. I have to give a shout-out, I believe, to uh, one of your other family members who's taking care of carpooling this morning, am I right, (laughs) so that you could be on the air? (laughs)
7: Yeah, my 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 wife is getting the kids together uh, for uh, for Hebrew school this morning. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. So uh, I had to do I had to do my homework because I I did not want to. Um, you know, I'm not a great connoisseur of of different types of liquors. Uh, I have a drink occasionally. Uh, I can you know when I have a drink, I can tell when something is a little bit smoother than something else. But, you know, beyond that, uh, and, and I don't, I don't want to embarrass my brother-in-law, Larry Rosenblatt, who's much more of an aficionado. So, so I did some homework. Uh, we'll talk about your company. We'll talk about the event coming up. But, uh, first, if you can give us a definition of, uh, what is whiskey? Let's start with that.
7: Okay. Yeah, whiskey is, uh, it's one of the simplest drinks in the world. Um, it, uh, whiskey started uh, many hundreds of years ago um, in either Ireland or Scotland. The, the Scots will debate and the Irish will debate. Um, but it's, it's basically a drink made from uh, barley, yeast, and water. Um, basically, what, what they do to create whiskey is uh, they make a beer. So they take they take the barley and they uh, trick it into thinking uh, it needs to germinate. When the when the barley starts to germinate, they stop that because they, they want all those sugars from that shoot that comes out of the uh, the barley corn. And they grind up uh, that barley corn because now it has a lot of starches in it, sugars. And they uh, they inject hot water into it to get a nice sugary barley water. And then they put yeast. Um, in with that mix and I'm sure your your listeners are a very smart bunch and uh, they know once you introduce yeast with sugar, the yeast will attack the sugar and create alcohol and then it will also um, uh, create carbon uh, dioxide um, you basically have a beer and they take that beer and they put it in a big copper still when you boil the beer Alcohol evaporates quicker than water, and the alcohol rises to the top of the still, hits the copper, comes down as spirit, okay? And basically, they distill that beer a couple of times and then put it into a barrel or a cask, and they let it mature from three to, well, some whiskeys are now 70 years old, so...
1: Did you say Here's 70? Seven-zero? Seven zero. Wow. Seven-zero,
7: yeah. Seven zero, yeah. So, you know, legally, whiskey can only be called whiskey, um, at least as far as scotch whiskey is concerned, until it's three years and one day old.
1: Right. I was going to ask you about that because there are many, many different types of whiskeys, German, Indian, Irish, Japanese whiskeys. Who knew that the Japanese are whiskey producers, but I guess so. Uh, So when somebody says they're drinking scotch or they're a scotch drinker, that is a whiskey. Am I correct?
7: So yeah, all Scotch is
1: it's
7: it's whiskey made in Scotland.
1: Right, that's the definition legally. If you see something called the Scotch whiskey by international law or labeling rules or whatever, it is something made in Scotland. You will not find if you see a Scotch whiskey that says made in Honduras, it ain't Scotch, right? (laughs)
7: Right on, yeah.
1: Okay, but now, what is the uh, inherent difference in the way it's produced in Scotland, or is it uh, simply the same type of whiskey just made in Scotland?
7: So, so that's the thing. Uh, Japanese whiskey or Japanese single malt whiskey is produced in the same way that Scotch single malt whiskey is made. It's that same process that I that I described uh-huh. before. Okay. So it's just it's just a matter of where it's made. Um, Now the U.S. is a little different because in the U.S. the tradition started off using rye rather than barley. Um, Okay. And then and then corn as well. If you you know if you do your research and and seek it out a little bit, you know from from a few hundred years back, you'll see references to corn brandy. And that corn brandy, all of it is, is bourbon.
1: Uh-huh. Bourbon
7: well, is corn based.
1: Right. Know? That's now the other term. Uh, when somebody says, "No, I don't drink whiskey. I drink bourbon." Well, that's wrong because bourbon is just a whiskey made, if I'm correct, in the United States.
7: Right, but it has to be made from uh, from a corn base. Okay. So, so before when I said you know the Scots used barley or malted barley to make their whiskey for something to be called bourbon um the grains that they use to make the whiskey have to be at least 51% corn and then you can mix in barley or wheat or rye or whatever you want to do to try to create different uh a different flavor profile for your whiskeys
1: okay so that that's why you'll have people that let's say you're just scotch drinkers because uh, you know for instance again the scotch it's made as, with certain ingredients not just in the way it's made so they'll They'll have that taste and they'll like that taste as opposed to let's say a bourbon, which would be a totally different taste.
7: Right, and, and then there's also the differences too with how they mature it. So I, I mentioned, you know, the Scots will, will put the spirit in, in a barrel or a cask for X number of years. The the Scots are lucky in the sense that they get to choose from a multitude of different types of casks. To mature,
4: okay,
7: uh, they're, they're whiskey, and so it's going to affect the flavor profile. You know, sixty percent, sixty to eighty percent, depending on who you talk to. Uh, you know, they say that percentage uh, of flavor influence comes from the actual cask or barrel. And in the U.S., you know, again, getting back to to the, the legal aspect of calling a bourbon a bourbon. Is they have to use new charred oak, a brand new barrel. They char the inside of it, and then they put the spirit in. Uh-huh. They can't use that barrel again, or else, or they can, but they just can't call it bourbon.
1: Right, and also that that is what leads to some of the issues regarding um, some of these spirits being kosher or not, uh, because the some of the barrels, the ones that are not new ones could have had wine in it before, and then that presents a kosher's problem. Uh, and of course, then we have the basic problem on Passover, that uh, almost all of this can't be had at all. But your organization has has done something about that, and we'll get to that uh, in, in just a minute. Uh, I'm joined here this morning by uh, Joshua Haddon, who's the co-founder and president of the uh, Jewish Whiskey Company, and uh, we're talking about... Whiskeys and uh, we'll be talking about an event that you're holding this week in uh, in just a minute uh, a general question here if somebody is a a, a whiskey connoisseur uh, like a wine expert a wine expert I guess I'm more familiar with it maybe our listeners are a little more familiar with the concept that a at a wine tasting or a wine expert can sip. a a wine can taste the wine and be able to tell you oh this is this company uh can get it down to the the year certainly uh the type of wine the grapes you know can tell you almost everything about it if they have that good palate uh is it the same with whiskeys can can you sit you're an expert could you take a whiskey be given a whiskey and basically say it's this one it's this brand it's this you know etc
7: Sure, um, I see exactly what you're getting at. So um, the answer to that is, is yes, but you know, just like with with wine, you know, it, the type of person that can do that in wine is has an amazing palate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do the same with whiskey. You know, um, the the Chardonnay grape, the the Pinot Noir grape, they all have their particular Flavors and nuances, um, and the same goes with with whiskey. You know, and I'm going to focus on Scotch whiskey here. Um, you know, each distillery has its own particular um, sort of spirit character. So let's take the Balvenie, for instance. You know, people who know their whiskies, if they're going to taste it blind and they and they're trying to think a you know who might this be? What might this be? Now, if, if it's the Balveni, well, the Belveni has these natural sort of honey-like characters that come in with the uh, with the overall flavor profile. So that might clue them in. So they say, okay, there's those honey notes, mm-hmm. and then they look at the color and they see, well, the color is sort of dark, and they say, okay, chances are this was matured in a in a cask that previously held sherry. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, it's a matter of looking at it. There's the color, there's the honey notes, there's the, um, you know, you're getting a particularly dry finish. So, uh, you know, European oak has a lot more tannins coming out of it. So you start just checking checking the boxes. And if you really want to dig into it, you, you, can, you can you can, figure out who it is. Now, it's tough, and you can also get it wrong, too, because I tell you, tasting it blind is... is is difficult. You think you know your stuff. Great. So. <laughs> Until,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. We'll, we'll... No, that's fine. Uh, so basically, it's not the um, the base ingredient as in wine so much as the production of it. Uh, in other words, you don't have, like you mentioned, the different types of grapes. That's what, what gives it a base and that people with a good palate can, can tell also. You don't have a big difference between Kentucky corn and Wisconsin corn, right? Or or wheat from the south or wheat from the north that would give it that much character to be discernible. Or Or am I wrong about that?
7: So that... See, it becomes a little difficult. Uh, now, I, I'm not a wine person, so I can't profess to know how the production of, uh, of wine goes and, and what might make this Pinot Noir taste better than that Pinot Noir. Um, however, what I can tell you is when it comes to producing whiskey or producing you know, the, the spirit, you could take corn from the same farm and give some to this distillery and some to that distillery. And the flavor profile, once they're completed distilling it, is going to be different based on the shape of the stills, the size of the stills, where they're taking their cuts. So Uh when they're creating that spirit, when the spirit first starts coming off of the line,
1: as compared
7: to when it's done... The flavor profile changes, so okay. you can play with it quite a bit. But
1: the flip side probably wouldn't happen. Meaning, if you took uh, corn from two different farms in two different locations, brought them to the same distillery, most likely you would have the same flavoring uh, as the end result. I, with the same I process, same distillery. May be no, exactly. Okay. I think the okay. answer to that may be no. I, I stumped you. I stumped the world's expert <laughs> here. <laughs>
7: Well, well, the thing is, you know, some corn might have more sugar than another corn. Right. Um, what was in the soil to help it grow might be different. You know, the 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 compounds that are that are in these grains are complex and and delicate, and I I, I think there's a, a good chance that it's going to taste different. You know, just changing the strain of yeast. To um, uh, to create that beer can change the flavor profile. If you think about um, bread and baking bread, you're going to use you know different types of yeast may make that um, dough react in a different way. I mess up my challah all the time because. (laughs)
1: Wait. Do you put do you put beer in the challah or do you put whiskey in the challah or that, that that's a different. You can make you can make kiddish and mozi at the same time, uh, which you could do anyway. That's for another discussion. Uh, Joshua Hatton, co-founder of the Jewish Whiskey Company and president, uh, the New York Times. I had an article recently that uh, whiskey makers are courting the Jewish market. Now there's an event each year called Whiskey Fest. I think it's pretty obvious what that that is. I'm sure. Uh, but this year, apparently, because of a date change, that festival is taking place on a Friday and a Shabbos, so that um, the the uh, the majority of people in in our community in this area would not be able to attend. You have come up with a uh, with an event called the Whiskey Jubilee. I believe it is taking place this coming Thursday, uh, the uh, 10th of October, at uh, Zanger Hall, which is at West 34th Street in New York. There is a website called uh, www.whiskeyjubilee.com Now that's W-H-I-S-K-Y No E, because that is a variation of the spelling. Jubilee is J-E-W-B-I-L-E-E So W-H-I-S-K-Y J-E-W-B-I-L-E-E dot com is the uh, website. What is Whiskey Jubilee all about?
7: Right. So actually, uh, Whiskey Jubilee started last year uh, because Whiskey Fest switched from, which uh, was normally a Tuesday event, to um, now a uh, a Friday-Saturday event. So it, it lands right on Shabbos. Um, when that happened, uh, because I'm basically Josh the Jewish Whiskey Guy, <laughs> um, uh, I had a lot of producers, uh, distributors, importers, and... And also readers of my blog, because, you know, I started off as a whiskey reviewer and blogger, uh, come to me and say, what are we gonna do? You know, now we can't go to Whiskey Fest. This is, you know, please help. And so last year, with about four and a half weeks to plan, uh, you know, with my, uh, two partners, uh, we had a festival where we had, um, 32 different brands, uh, 150 different whiskeys, um, kosher catered by uh, Gemstone Catering, R.E. of Gemstone. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had about 250 attendees, and that's four and a half wow. weeks. It was a, a pretty amazing accomplishment. Um, so this year, uh, again, Whiskey Fest falls on Shabbos, so um, we had a little extra time to uh, to plan, <laughs> which was nice. Um, and, and so, yeah, so now we're having it at Zanger Hall and we, we moved from 32 brands up to almost 55 brands and a little over 200 different whiskeys to taste. Um, and we've got, it's great. We've got a a lot of people, distillery direct people coming in as well. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, the master distiller of Four Roses Bourbon will be there, um, Louisa from, uh, Isle of Iron is going to be there, the son of the owner of Kilhoman will be there, and, and many others.
1: These, um, of so course, are, are names that are uh, familiar to whiskey connoisseurs. Right. <laughs> not, not me, but I see it on your list here, uh, <laughs> that's on the website of whiskeyjubilee.com. You have, and I, I will get this so that, you know, it's not, I'm not just saying, hey, what, what can people sample? It's called a poor list, right?
2: You know, Pew, you a
1: poor list of those things that uh, you'll be able to sample. Uh, people can get tickets. Uh, how, how would they get tickets to this? Can they get it ahead of time or at the door?
7: Uh, we, especially at this point, we really suggest they get them ahead of time because I think we're down to about maybe 50 tickets left. Oh, wow. We're almost sold out. Um, and so what they can do is they go to uh, whiskeyjubilee.com. Ticketbud.com, so that same spelling that you had before,
4: mm-hmm.
7: of Whiskey Jubilee. dot Ticketbud. and um, you know the the ticket price is it's one hundred and ten dollars, um, which which I think is is a steal based on the two hundred different whiskeys you can taste and the and the menu is insane. Wow. Um, when when we created it, we wanted to create, uh, you know, basically. Um, a kiddish club menu on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also, you know, for those that might be driving into Manhattan, um, we also have a designated driver ticket. You know, The festival is great, but the most important thing is we want people to have a good time. We want people to be safe. Right. So we put spittoons out for everybody, so they if they want to spit, if they want to, you know, <clears throat> make sure they're they're being responsible. And then we offer that designated driver ticket um, just in case they want to have a really good time and the friend doesn't mind uh, <laughs> chauffeuring them around.
1: Right, absolutely. And, and this event is certainly for people who uh, I would hope for the, for the most part are very responsible drinkers. When they do drink, they they're uh, in enjoying the uh, the flavor and the type as opposed to just you know wanting to have the liquor we always tell people you know drink responsibly responsibly right. uh we are uh, you know we, we certainly promote that and it's extremely important it's great that you have that uh, set up for uh, for people who are coming in that way and uh, and hopefully that event will will be phenomenal as uh as it was last year with a lot more people. Again, Thursday, October 10th, this Thursday, it uh, begins at what time again?
7: It begins at 7 p.m. It's 7 till 10. Okay. Um, and then we have, from 8 until 10, we have an outside portion uh, where we'll have two different tables, Scotch Scotch whiskey and, and bourbon, and also a cigar table. So oh. the folks from De La Concha, Cigar shop are going to be there. They'll have three different cigars. So those who like to to pair cigars with their whiskey can uh, can go ahead and do that.
1: Very interesting, very interesting. Now, uh, we're almost running out of time. Uh, we did mention that on your website uh, there is information on the different types of uh, of whiskeys out there. Um, you have a club, a whiskey club. It's called uh, Single Cask Nation, I believe.
7: Yeah, uh, so join?
1: we started, yeah, so it's
7: called Single Cast Nation. Um, we are, beyond just festival organizers, the Jewish Whiskey Company is what's known as an independent bottling company. So we go out to Scotland, we work with the distilleries to select some of their matured whiskey. We select it, and we uh, we have it bottled in Scotland, imported into the U.S., and sell it exclusively to our members of Single Cask Nation. Mm,
4: so nice.
7: you won't find our whiskeys on store shelves. You have to be a member. Um, we have six different single casks of whiskey, and we we bottle it at at full strength. So wow. right now, I think our most potent one is fifty eight percent alcohol. So uh, full strength. Fifty
1: eight percent.
7: That's one hundred and sixteen proof. Yeah. Wow. And, and Actually, for the Whiskey Jubilee, we created a special bottling, which is for everybody. Well, actually, there's only 87 bottles, but we bottled the Heaven Hill bourbon at 61.3% alcohol. Um, that's 122 proof. We actually, wow. it, it came out higher, but we had it diluted to 613 to to match the mixed vote. Um, we like that idea. excellent also...
1: wait—you got—you only have eighty-seven bottles of that. You got to pull one away <laughs> that, that we can that we can uh, save here for posterity for JM Sunday. But by the way, one one quick, quick question: uh, does uh, in, in, as a very general, is all uh, whiskey better uh, as it sits in a bottle? Because I, I see that you you know that you have certainly um, from the same company. You'll have, excuse me, uh, whiskey that is ten years old. 15 years old, 16 years old, obviously it makes a difference, uh, you know, in the years. Is it, is it always better if you just let it sit for years longer?
7: Everybody's palate is different. Um so, I know we don't have much time left, so I'll answer this quickly, as quickly as I can. Um,
1: y- yes or they, no? How about a yes or no?
7: <laughs> okay, so, so no. Okay. So, so, all that happens is the flavor profile changes.
1: Uh huh.
7: A whiskey's gonna taste different at four years old than it will at 25 years old. And some 25-year-old whiskeys are bad. Some some 4-year-old whiskeys are great.
4: Right, okay. So...
7: It all it all depends on the magic that happens in that barrel.
1: Right, absolutely. Because once you put it into the bottle and it's sitting there, it's it's not aging the way it's aging as you're producing it in the uh, in the casks. Excellent.
7: That's correct. It it, do, it doesn't bottle age unless it's you know right. sitting in direct sunlight and then you're affecting the whiskey.
1: Exactly, Joshua Hatton. Thank you so much for joining me this morning on JM Sunday. Uh, the website to go to for the um, for the event is whiskeyjubilee.com. And uh, if people want to reach you, uh, it's singlecasknation.com for the uh, organiz- for the for the club, if you will. And on that site, uh, you have information on. Uh, the possible whiskies that you could have for a Passover a Pesach run uh, and also information on if you ever want to know what whiskies uh, would be good, you know some people will not be able to have certain whiskies because, as I mentioned earlier they they were aged in wine caskets. You have all that information there, and you could certainly answer those questions. I want to thank you again and wish you luck on this uh, week's program. Uh, maybe we'll see you there on Thursday night. Sounds good, Thank you so much for having me on your show you're welcome. Have a great day. It is. Yeah, thank you. It's 8.55 in the morning, and uh, here's a little message from our friend Lenny Solomon right here on J.M. Sunday.
0: Hi, this is Lenny Solomon from Daniel in Babylon, and you're listening to J.M. Sunday with Mattes Weingast. Have a great day, and stay out of the lion's den.
8: is all i'll ever be the words i say the things i feel all seem to define me but aren't we just reading from a script we ourselves wrote from there we seem to quote is a lack of depth and soul. If only that bird would ask itself, why do I build this nest? Some thought it couldn't best. It's true. A bit!
1: Gary Goldwag change as we get set to wrap up another great edition of J.M. Sunday here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Martha Swinegast with you. Don't forget, the stream continues with fantastic music all day long here on uh, the Nachum Siegel Network. J.M. and the AM.org, NachumSiegel.com. Nachum is back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. bright and early on uh, on the stream and over the air at 91.1 FM on the dial. So make sure you keep it tuned. I want to thank my guest, uh, Joshua Hatton, from the uh, Single Cask Nation, the Jewish whiskey company, the event. I know we went long on the on the pre-discussion. I, I wanted to get some information out there. Uh, but we did talk about the event. It is coming uh, up this uh, Thursday, the 10th of um, of October. For information, go to Whiskey Jubilee.com, W H I S K Y J W B I L E E. That is uh, taking place at Zanger Hall this coming Thursday evening, so you can get your tickets and try there. I, I very much appreciate the fact that, uh, that they are very cognizant uh, of uh, the importance of drinking responsibly and they've made arrangements for that so that's fantastic don't forget next sunday morning interview with jamie geller on her brand new cookbook coming out thanks everyone for listening have a great week and we'll see you back here next week on JM sunday here on the Nachum Siegel network